Your style is unorthodox, but effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now, now listening, listening to Black, to Black Comics, Comics Chat. Chat. Black, Black, Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero and Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. Hi, this is Regine Al Sawyer, owner, writer, creator of Lock It Down Productions and the coordinator and founder of the Women in Comics Collective International. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. All right, uh, check, check, one, two, one, two. What's going on, y'all? This is Marcus Kwame, and we are back for another Black Comics Chat. Um, this is our second uh, Just the Crew chat that we've had. We're going to have a, an extra special guest on probably not too long after you hear this episode. But um, for now, we're just having fun with the crew. Leo might be joining us soon, but for now, I'm going to introduce everyone who is here tonight. First up, we've got the international lady of mystery, the Carmen San Diego of the crew, always holding it down fresh off of her award tour from nyc and beyond we got grace what's going on what's going on good to be in the building excited about chatting on some exciting things that have happened and some stuff that's about to happen so um yeah let's let's get it cool cool and next up we've got the undercover sith lord we've got the the red lion of the crew the man tony of the blue check mark we got Tony Snark in the house. What up, what up, universe? Uh, it's me. It's me. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about all the things that we have coming up. Yeah. And uh, hailing all the way from the shy, we have the quiet storm himself, the man, <laughs> the legend, T-Legit, Thelonious Legend. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Black Comic Check fam? I've been on a secret assignment in Ukraine, but I'm back. Mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, you my. know, <laughs> yo, if you got that kind of juice, then we need you to get. <laughs> we need you to they, use they that left for the door good, open. My I'm just gonna kick it down, and we about to do this. Let's make it happen. Uh, I need you to find some receipts on some of these. Uh, you know these people. Oh my god! I didn't know you had connects like that, Dilo. You got you got to save democracy, my man. Secret agent, man. I, I do what I got to do for the people. All right, cool, cool. All right. Um. So yeah, I'm. You know, I'm gonna kick it uh, to uh, you know both uh, Grace and Tony. You you both were along with Leo attended uh, New York City Comic Con 2019 last week. Um. So yeah, I, I'm very anxious to hear from you both about your con experience. It was lit. It was lit. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, I attended all four days. Um, I can tell you that um, Thursday was insane. I feel like they wanted to sell every last pass for Thursday, and they probably did. I, I don't know <laughs> if anybody actually worked in New York City at all, but they all seem to be <laughs> at the Javits. Um, and then Friday, Grace joined. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then I was there Saturday and Sunday. I was there on Saturday with Leo, so um, it was it was it was good time. So, um, I don't know, uh, Grace, where do you want to start? What did you see? Well, let me just first point out and say, so this was my first ever like huge new you know Comic Con. So I've been to Dragon Con, which probably out of them was the biggest that I had been to. So um, going to New York Comic Con, I was, you know, I don't know if, if Tony saw it on my face, but when I walked yep. in, yep. like my face literally was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, I had no words. Um, I felt like a big, a big kid in this big candy store, toy store, because I was like, this is massive. It's huge. So. Um, so, yeah, I think 
the whole day that I was there, it was just like processing, like, this is really real. And there's a lot of people here and there's a lot going on. And um, I mean, I truly enjoyed myself. I was there all the way until like pretty much everybody was out of the building. Until <laughs> my, to my feet. Yeah, to, yeah, basically. Till my feet were like, look, okay, you need to you need to get somewhere and rest or whatever. So um, I, I truly enjoy myself. I'm forever grateful to Tony for you know the 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 hookup. I, I'm I don't know if I would have ever had the opportunity to do it, so I'm glad I did. And um, like I said, I think I was overwhelmed, but in a good way. Um, I got a chance to hit up a whole bunch of panels and, you know, check out um, some folks in the artist alley and, you know, uh, admire the folks in the cosplay and watch the folks doing the video games. And I think it was just in such amazement of what really happens at a, a you know, at a New York Comic Con and just and just true amazement. And all I can say is I don't know how people do how you did it for all four days, Tony, because I, I was worn out in one day. <laughs> so you gotta kudos. Gotta, yeah, kudos you, to those who do all four days because <clears throat> I was done in one day. So Well, whoop. last year I did three and I was just did, I was wiped. But uh, <laughs> this year uh, I paced myself okay. that was between this year and last year. So, you know, I told myself that I wasn't going to see everything. Right. Know, like I needed to, to really chill. Um, and I was really going for, for quantity, for quality and not quantity. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good times. And what I also want to say is that, um, I did pick up some interviews that currently are on Patreon. Uh, I was able to talk to Vita Ayala and Danny Lore, who are the co writers for quarter killer on comiXology. I did this whole comiXology thing. Uh, I was able to talk to Alex Segura, who's also the writer and creator of the black ghost. Uh, and then I was able to talk to Andy Diggle, uh, oh, wow. and he was the cover artist for Promethe 1313. Uh, I was able to talk to him and, to, and, and two other people, uh, really, it's not posted yet, but, um, it will be. Um, so it's like a, a spinoff of the multi-volume science fi, uh, book called Promethe, which I think came out in France. So, um... It was just interesting because I walked in uh, really wanting to just do two of the interviews and then the Promethe just kind of happened. And we had a great conversation about what it's like uh, to work for Comixology. Uh, and, and they were able to give up some great advice for those who are really looking to push their own work and put it on Comixology. So um, just look out for that. I know that we'll have it on Patreon Um for maybe about a week or so before we put it out, put it out to the to the general public. But um, it's it's been it's it was some some great stuff, some great stuff indeed. Um, I and I didn't record this because it was really short. I had a, a very short conversation with Tom King, uh, the writer of Batman, um, and that was that was amazing. Uh, I, I basically asked him if he had any advice for anybody trying to get into the industry, um, and his reaction was, "Keep doing anthologies." Um, that's mm -hmm. probably the best thing that he would have said to me. Right. Uh, and then I had a panel on Saturday, um, basically uh, talking about um, Latinx anthologies, and that was that was pretty fun. So overall, I think it was pretty good. We are we are posting a lot of the uh, cosplay pictures on our Instagram. So if yeah, you're not you've been you've been you've been holding it down with that. Yeah, I took a lot of pictures. And, you know, I even put it on some of them on portrait mode. My iPhone, I was trying to get fancy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think this year what I've done is I've also taken pictures of some of the, st the crazy statues that they have. Like that, that I posted Unicron. Yo, today. I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, that, that brought me back. That was good. Yo, yeah. I was... It's interesting because I had gotten the email. I, I realized that once you start doing the, pest pro the press pass thing, you start getting emails from, like everybody but i remember getting the email from hasbro when it first came out i think it's hasbro pulse hasbro pulse and really it talked it, it really sort of featured this ginormous thing and they compared it to what an optimus prime figure would be mm. and the optimus prime figure is barely i mean it is tiny compared to this thing wow. uh, so but the thing a is scale a scale unicron it's it's well at, as close as scale right, as you can right. get um, but yeah, it's that that thing is huge, and it's a lot of money. 
it's really a lot of money. Like, it's more than than an engagement ring. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was featured there as well. Um, I think for me, there was a lot of uh, video game presence there. Yes, I noticed. I, I noticed that too as well. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was pretty cool. They had, uh, I think it was Arcade Up, where they had the, the little small little uh, video game case box right. things. Yep. Um, so you could either buy one that was sort of medium-sized or tabletop. Um, and the prices were actually pretty good. Um, I had planned on so I, I took several videos on our Instagram account. Um, but I also sort of, I think what I'll do is I'll uh, take a picture of the actual card that they were giving away. Um just so if anybody is interested, but it was, it was, it was really, really good. Um, what else? Went to a couple panels, um, tons of cosplayers. Um, I think overall, the overall diversity is always great, you know, and and I've been told that the diversity at, uh, New York comic con is well above and beyond San Diego. Mm, Okay. So, so, um, I have a few questions and thank you guys for that, for that recap, but I had some, you know, just just a few specific questions. Um, so I know I know that you know we don't want to like obviously drop too much of the material that's going to be showing up in the interviews that you did, Tony. But like, um, you had a conversation with Tom King, so um, I'm just curious. Like, um, like that was that was dope that he gave you that jewel about um, you know writing anthologies. But was there was there anything anything else from that conversation that was interesting? He's a busy dude. <laughs> He's absolutely a busy dude. In the sense that, you know, even getting that that little nugget from him right. was probably like 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, to, to be real, I, I actually have a friend who's close with him. Um, so I, he was able to, through his wife, um, introduce me to, to Tom. Um, but, you know, there's always a feeling of just like... You know, should I even mean having this conversation with this dude? Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just, it's not me necessarily being a fanboy. It's just me necessarily thinking about my own space as a writer, talking to another writer who has had so much success. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, he, he really wanted to know what was I, that I did. You know, I told him that I wrote the, the self publishing, uh, I did the Puerto Rico Strong thing. And I think that's when he focused on, you know, the best way right now is to really, uh, do either your own comic book or write for and or do more anthologies if you can so um because that's what people want to see is they want to see your work in obviously comic book format cool cool and um without without giving away like i said too much of what's going to be in the interviews um just in, in artist alley in general i know that you know a decent amount of the people we know and love um who some of whom have been on Black Comics Chat were there. So like you, you guys want to like just shout out some of the people that you got to see. Um, I got to see David Walker and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sanford Green and um, uh, Jeremy Whitley. Yep. And I get to see Jeremy. Oh my God. There's one other person that's it's skipping blowing my mind, but yes, th- those for sure. And I was oh, and a full Richardson mm-hmm. and oh, um. Cool. And one person that's like I said, slipping my mind, but and these Regine. are people who like yes, Regine. And I saw her on the panel on the the blurred uh, panel yeah. as well too. Um, and these are folks who like I actively sought out. Like yeah. I was like, if I'm not gonna see anybody else, I gotta make sure I see them. So yeah. um, definitely them, and especially David and Sanford. How they, you know, they were very much hyped with the, you know, after getting the news about Bitterroot. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So. We, we should we should mention that. I mean, obviously, I think anyone listening to this probably knows, but we should, you know, Grace, you want to just give a little background on exactly what news you're talking about? Yeah. So you know, basically, the comic is going into a production, um, you know, like film production, and Ryan Coogler and his wife are supposed to be um, pretty much kind of like. Um, producing executive producing it so um and the news came out like maybe days before, days before. Like, like yeah like New just a Comic-Con. couple days yeah. yeah right so it was just kind of like really perfect timing um for them so um yeah they're kind of like you know very much excited and on cloud nine about that and you know bitter root it's maybe been a year maybe mm-hmm. been a year since it's been out so yeah, you know they were both talking about the fact that you know it's only been out, it's still fresh and new, you know, so to speak. And the fact that they've got this deal 
you know, um, coming out is really, you know, um, really kind of, you know, major. So, yeah, because yeah. I remember uh, uh, Tony, Tony spoke to them uh, last New York Comic Con. Yep. And I I don't even know if it was out. It might have just had the first it just issue. Dropped. Let's yeah, because yeah. yeah, when I only... saw them at Dragon Con, it yeah. hadn't dropped yet. So, yeah. 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 So it was. Yeah. They you know, that was exciting news. And, you yeah. know, uh, hearing them talk about that. So, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of makes the whole experience of talking to them last year about this new project that much more special, right? You know, so that 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 that's that felt really cool. Uh, obviously, as I said, uh, I ran into Vita, um, and I don't think we've had Danny on the show. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, Vita Vita was great, and 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 I say this as a point. So I went to uh, a panel that they were on with. Um, Desiree, so of course Desiree, a friend of, friend of the show, was also there, um, and this the panel that I went to was uh, Latin, um, Invisible Latinx Volume Two. Um, I was in Volume One when we had it two years ago, um, but it was very a very interesting thing, um, and I and I know I went to the Black Hero Matters panel too, but. Um, how did we miss each other there? How did I, we miss? I, you know, I was in the back and I was like tired. Okay, got it. So okay. I was just like right in the back and you know, like if I fall asleep, at least I'm in the back. Gotcha. Uh, plus, I was charging my phone. There was a lot of things happening. Um, so, uh, for the Invisible Latinx panel, um, one thing that was very interesting was there was a question from the audience because we, you know, um, that this person asked. Who gave you the authority to change the language as in regards to Latinx? Uh, for those who don't know, Latinx is, is very much a, a designation of how certain people who identify as this Latinx, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, um, Latinos, Latinas, um, generally from North America, maybe South America and the Caribbean. But it's by nowhere an agreed upon term. Right. Um, Tony, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Was uh was the question directed at the panel overall? It was directed at the panel by a guy. Okay. okay. All right. The panel was filled with all women. Yeah. It was all women and and, and, and non-conforming um individuals and I was it it made me like I if I was thinking about if I was on this panel I would have probably jumped over the table but um but I was in the audience and I didn't say anything but Vita really sort of put took this person to task. And was basically answered it in the best way possible, which is obviously like this is how people identify. And you can't necessarily tell them that they can't identify as anything, you know. So it was I was just kind of shocked that somebody had the audacity to say, how dare you change the language when these women didn't change the language. You know what I mean? They, you know, all right. of us are using it as a part of this is what we agree that we sort of fall into. Um, and, and Vita did a good job. So that's a highlight for that. And um, I, I, I thought I would hear more about it on social media, but I didn't. Um, and Gr- Grace, you went to the Black Heroes Matter. I did, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there was something that I don't know if you caught what happened over there. Oh, re- refresh me, because um... um, I think someone had asked the question in that panel about how do you get people to. Um, view our stories as valid. I think that's... Yes, yes. I do recall that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think somebody... I think some white girl walked out... Yeah. ...during that. <laughs> so... During, during that particular question or during... Yeah, the, I believe so. Okay. Um, so I was... And I was close to where... So where that white girl walked out, I was like... That's... I was very close to where she was walking out. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that would... That, that sparked some, some things of like... So... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so can you expand? Like, what... Where did it go from there? I mean, David does a great job of sort of answering this question about, you know, you can't really, if somebody doesn't agree with your work, you don't really have to listen to them. Right. Um, But I think, you know, the, the, and I, and I can't speak for the, for the white ladies that left, but I think there was this, there was some sort of, um, Response, you know, like you know, everybody's trying to make every everybody else feel good, or something to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think people either took offense or at least, you know, scoffed at that. 
Um, it was just it was all overall very interesting. But I think generally people didn't care because we were we we're in our own space. Right. 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 So wait, I'm sorry. Did the I'm just trying to picture this. So did these these particular white women? Did they raise the question? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So somebody else did. Were they? Leaving? Yeah, somebody else did. Like it was a it was a young black woman who did. I see. Okay. So, um, yeah. But overall, I mean, we're talking. We're, we're really picking and getting into the weeds here. But um, right, 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 right. overall, it was a it was a very a very good experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I probably, if I would, you know, um, if and when, I would definitely want to come with somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, I think, you know, I'm just, I was just, as just being by myself and watching it and, and seeing and observing, you know, I, I there's really not someone I could like bounce off of, right. and so, um, right, right, but um, well, it was, it, it before, was just really, but I, yeah. I, I, I really will be there next year. I just I was I was over a drawing table on weekend, so I didn't. I wouldn't have been able. Well, to you, we'll we'll come up with a game plan. Maybe get press passes for everyone. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and just really and really kind of work that. Oh, and like a highlight to end the night as I'm getting ready to leave to go, you know, meet up with my friend who's coming to pick me up. I see Joe Illich walking. Look, he's he's uh, getting ready to go to a Watchmen party. Nice. And I was like, Oh, you Joe saw him Illich? before the Watchmen party? Yeah, yeah. So, and I was like, Joe Illich, he was like, crazy. And it was like this moment of like, oh my God, hey, you know, like in the middle of the street, you know. And I was like, come on, let's, because I, I don't want to get hit out here on these New York streets. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so, but it was just really, you know, good to see him as I was tired as I'll get up, but like to see him and like just chatted with him and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that was kind of like a good way to close out, um, close out the night and the day. So, yeah. So I'm going to channel my inner Leo and be like, how the hell do you not ask him to get you into that Watchmen party? <laughs> so I, I and I think he was actually leaning towards it, but I was like exhausted. Like, exactly. I couldn't have totally it. Because totally it looked like he was actually leaning towards like, hey, you want to come like with me? And and I was just kind of like, dude, man, I'm, I've been on a five and a half hour train ride. Oh, I've been God. all on my feet on this thing. Like, even if I wanted to, I would have been no good. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> Leo, he, when, when I saw Leo on Saturday, he was like, you mean to tell me you didn't, you couldn't find Joe and go to that party with him? Because like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to head over to this Watchmen party. I was like, you know, he was like, walk with me. And I'm like, and I walked with him. Oh, only but so far, and I was like, all right, I, I, I got to roll out. I got to go. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, I actually shot a live video of the ending of that panel, because they were by the DC booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a panel. It was Jeremy Iron. It was uh, Regina King. Regina King. I almost said Regina Jones. Uh, Regina King was there. I was able to get some blurry pictures, but it, everything was happening so fast. So, um, and that's the thing about New York Comic Con is that yeah. things fast. And if you don't catch it at the right moment, you missed it. Mm. And I did get a chance to uh, chat up and meet with N.K. Jemison, which was like a, also another highlight for oh, cool. for the day for me as well. The huge um, sci-fi fantasy writer. So, yeah. 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 Yep, yep. So, yeah, all in all, great experience. Um, I'm just like, I think if I if I made it through that, I could make it through San Diego, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Just gotta pace yourself. That's it. You just gotta exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tony, don't you have a uh, don't you have a New York Con uh, fitness uh, preparedness workout DVD coming out? I, sh- I should. I really, really should. I will tell you, I got in all my steps in those last four days. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. If you had a Fitbit, man, you was getting every, was getting every last you step. You was maxing out your steps. Yeah. <laughs> you was getting every last step. That, absolutely. And it, and it was also cool. Like I said, I ended up chilling with, with Leo on Saturday night. It was uh, me, Chico Leo, uh, Valerie. Um, I forget her her Twitter name. Um, Complex? Valerie Complex. We had a nice little discussion about 80s movies, which we're still probably going to continue at some point. Um, We ran into the to the to um, DJ Brenneman. DJ Benjamin. Ben Hameen. I know. I'm going to if he hears this, he's going to be like (laughs) DJ Ben Hameen. Yeah. From um, it's not for all nerds. For for all nerds. Yeah. Ran into a whole bunch of people. They let me tell you, for all nerds, have they have a serious production going on over there? Yeah. Like they, 
like camera people and I was actually kind of looking at their setup you know I'm you know but I don't have the kind of money <laughs> to get the camera and the holder and do all this other stuff um but they have a serious setup and I, it was good to it was good to see them but I think that next year um if we can get a little bit more of a crew maybe we can get more interviews you know I I, I think it'll be fun times absolutely well, I'm planning on being there, so we'll have more we'll have more hands on deck. And, and and being that you've saying this during the recording, we're going to hold you to that. It's a verbal contract. <laughs> right. It's a verbal right. contract. It's been, yeah. doc- it's been documented. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, right. y'all. Cool, cool. Um. So yeah. All right. So you guys want to to move on to the the rest of the chat topics? For sure. You want to talk about the Joker now? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. So I mean, I think we're going to have like a you know maybe not a super spoiler chat or maybe if you if you guys feel so prone but um can you guys just maybe start with your with your overall thoughts and then we'll i like grace well i'm gonna just say it just in you know the in our green room chat conversation one thing that i definitely i feel like we can say that we agree is that joaquin phoenix definitely did his thing in the role of joker you know if nothing else he did that and uh, and I'm gonna give him major kudos um, on on that. So I just I'm, I'm gonna start out with saying that. Um, and then as far as overall, um, I enjoyed the movie. Um, as I said in the green green room, I came in going not from a, a comic you know comic purist point of view. I'm just kind of going in straight, just like wide open with it. And so. Um, I enjoyed it as an origin story. Um, definitely, I feel like one of the better ones that I've seen, um, you know, overall. And as far as if we're going to look at it as a this kind of look origin story. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really interesting, the dynamic. Um, as someone who deals and talks with people a lot about mental health, I was really kind of, like, intrigued on how they were playing on that and how, they were, how it was talked about or not talked about um, in the film. And um, just kind of like the storyline of it not really being attached to a um, to like DC as far as other DC stories, and for me, I appreciated that and was was fine with that. So um, yeah, I, I'll let Tony go, and then we could kind of talk about it in the middle. <laughs> right, right, and I think coming from me, and again, agreement that you know. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who is Puerto Rican, by the way, um, it, it, he did his thing. I mean, he actually put his foot in that in that role. I think coming f- from my end, um, I I know DC tries. To, I know what they're doing. I know what they're trying to do. Um, but a lot of their properties, to me, feel so disjointed, and this this story included, only because this is an origin story. But, you know, where in within this origin story does Joker land in terms mm. of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a secret that Thomas Wayne is in this movie. Um, but it's if, if, if you know that he, if you think about it in the general sense, if he is alive, then how old is Joker? Let's just right. be real right. about it. You know, um, and if you're telling me that this is a definitive origin story, then what are we talking about? Because I will tell you that the movie itself seems a little bit dated, not in a bad way, but dated in terms of it looks like it could be somewhere in the 70s or the 80s. I, if you, I, to, I think it was I meant read, to be in the 80s. Yeah, that's yeah. what I read. It's, it's the 80s. 80s. Yeah. It felt, yeah. you know what's weird? It felt 70-ish to me, like late 70s. Um, and I can only say there, that. There's from, definitely some overlap there, though. You yeah, know I mean? right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But definitely it was meant to be in the 80s. So, um, being that that it is, again, you ha- it makes you think when you start dating your villains and your heroes, it's very hard to really figure out, well, it's 2019. What does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's fine. I get it. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about that. Maybe it, it sh- I should just treat it as what it is. But, you know, it's hard to do that as a, as a comic book fan and i think that knowing and i i mean we're all comic book fans but i think for me looking at strictly the joker in terms of the batman universe Mm -hmm. it's hard to really see it outside of that that being said i mean again some of the visuals were great uh some of the the cues the cinematography was great um and the acting was was top notch um i will say what really surprised me 
um, was the depth of the African American women in the, on on screen. Um, well, wait, I mean, wait. While you're, I don't mean to cut you off, but I I voiced on the in the past that one of my concerns is whether uh, Zazi uh, survives. Do you oh, want yeah. to know? Do you want to know? Well, uh, uh, well, I know. Do I? <laughs> All right, no, I, I, I'll see. I'm going to see it, so I guess I'll be all right. I mean, it, it's how do we put this in? It, it, it's, um, that doesn't <laughs> I feel sound like good. saying it. That doesn't sound it's good. No, it, it's it, right. it, it, is, it is good, though. Okay. It is good, though. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, let's just put like she holds up. Okay. I'll preface this by saying that if. If there was something to be concerned about, we would have led with that. <laughs> there oh, you go. Okay. There you go. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Have me clutch you, my you, chest. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. I like how you. I like how you handle that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, it, it's just it's just all very interesting. Um, there is the one thing that I will say that kind of just really makes me cringe was the the la- the final monologue that he had toward the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really cringed there because I felt like I was listening to a manifesto of a mm. active shooter. See? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that made me cringe. Yeah. So can I yeah. can I introduce a, a topic that's been on my mind? Obviously not having seen the film yet. But um, you know, there's been there's been a lot of back and forth about um, the both the timing of this, uh, just in regard to a time that, you know, not only do we have just far too frequent, uh, you know, mass shootings and all these aggrieved white nationalist, um, you know, guys with with varying uh, grievances that they that they voice, right? But it's like this. It, there's numerous reasons why this is problematic and you know i think that the the media conversation kind of got off target a little bit because the media was discussing it in the context of like will this film directly make somebody do a mass shooting and it was almost it was almost like the measure of whether or not there are some messed up politics to the film relied solely on if there was a mass shooting you know what i mean so it's almost like oh nothing tragic happened on opening weekend so um everybody that was concerned about anything in regards to the politics of this film was off base like i've heard some people basically kind of say that well yeah when i think about anything that has to do with violence that regards to any type of outlet like hip-hop music comic books are completely off base right are going to do whatever the hell they're going to do. I mean, they did a, a, what? There was a killing at a Batman movie. How does that make yeah. you shoot somebody? So right. what, what I'm saying is that I think there's a lot of conservative talking points when it comes to how our children are being raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, I never really saw that. And I will say this, sort of going back to our Comic-Con discussion, there was a very, very heavy police presence on Thursday mm-hmm. in particular. And that was very much due to the fact that this movie was coming out. And I remember having a conversation with Regine on this was how the police presence was almost overwhelming when you're walking in. I mean, first of all, all four days you had people, you know, walking through metal detectors and they're checking. Right. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that. I'm not saying that, but it felt aggressive compared to years past. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but... What I will say, and I, and I, and, and Grace, you could agree or disagree with me, but I think that a lot of this this um, concern um, that people talk about this movie has a lot to do with there is a class, there's a distinctive class, an underlining class discussion in this movie when it mm-hmm. comes to mm-hmm. rich and poor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if all of a sudden and you could talk about this in in terms of fight club if 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 the poor decided to rise up what does that mean for the rich you know what i mean so and and i think there is definitely a lot of classism in 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 theory in this movie i, I, I felt about i would completely i would completely agree yeah i mean you know i remember when i went to go see it on thursday and there were 
I mean, I, I pretty much go to the movies like every week. And so this particular week, there was a, you know, a heavy police presence. There were signs warning you, like, this is not your typical comic book movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, which was like odd to me because I was just like, OK, I think the rated R rating was enough. Like, you know, right. having to go into right. this extra detail about this is not your typical comic book movie. I don't understand what the rationale was that. Why, why they had to, you know, provide that. So, um, and at least where I was, I mean, granted, I'm in Rochester, so I don't know if that makes a big deal, but, you know. <laughs> it might. It might. But, you know, but um, it was like no drama, like none. You know, it was it was like, you know, peop- if anything, people were, like, very excited to see it. They were very, you know, glued to the screen, whatever. So, um, and like you said, I think any other movie that talks about, you know, class and, you know, um, the poor uprising or those fighting back against, you know, those, the elite, you know, I mean, it, that that's, we've seen that happen many a times. So this isn't like the first movie that addresses that. Right. And it, and it probably won't be the last either, you know. So that's interesting. And, uh, that's interesting because um, I think, you know, a lot of the concern came from the fact, like I said, that there's, you know, this very uh, racialized, bad energy that's all over the Twitterverse, um, social media, et cetera, your television screen of, you know, the, 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 the MAGA cats, the people who are like, feel like everything's been taken away from them, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. but it, 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 but it's decidedly not based around class lines. And even when they claim it is, it's really more race than class, but like, so, but it sounds like from what you were saying that in the film, the, whatever level of you know revolt or or violence or uprising is more about class than you know a specific aggrieved you know white dude type uh situation yeah i mean and it's it's definitely class like i mean you because you know without putting too much out like he straight up says like y'all walk over me yep you know y'all y'all look at me like i don't exist like i'm not here Yep. You know, and that that's not anything to do. That's black, white, Jew, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's everybody. So, um, I mean, it's it's heavy class. It's, it's, you know, the fact of, you know, who gets taken out, <laughs> you know, right. you know, Absolutely. so like, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, it, it's and it's not like it was like black against white or white against black, whatever, you know, so surprisingly, it, it wasn't. Yeah, that, yeah. That- yeah. Surprisingly, it wasn't. But like I said, that that final monologue just felt very yeah. shooterish. You know what I mean? Like it was very much like, oh, no one pays attention to me, and blah blah blah. Like it was, it was. Dare I say, he went on. To, it felt like he was complaining, and I'm like, the Joker doesn't complain. He just jokes. Right. He does yeah. the, this sarcastic type of humor that is like very dark. Um, and not to say that it wasn't, but it just, it just, it to me, it was cringeworthy. That's where right. I could see the privilege of mm. young white male saying, you know, oh, woe is me. No one pays attention to me. And now mm-hmm. you have to pay. I and, guess, then after, yeah, that's, and then that's, after what okay. happens to the person in the end, too, you yeah. know, so, yeah. 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 Interesting. All right. I would say, though, I, this, this is sort of not related. Well, it may be related, but I kind of expected a little bit more violence. And I didn't. Yes. I kind of expected a little bit more violence. Because <laughs> um, they were hyping it up like it they was were hyping all it up. Like, violence. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's not as much. And, and I guess that I guess maybe that is a good thing. I'm not sure. But I guess I was just expecting more. Hmm. And and there is a moment that and, and, and Tony got it without me even having to say it. And when you see it, uh, Marcus, like there is that moment where you're like, damn, you know, as we were talking about in the green room, like y'all going to wear this moment out. Yeah, like, it, 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 it's just like you. It just doesn't go away, yep. <laughs> mm. and it's it, you, and one thing's like I just thought with this movie that I wouldn't see it or hear right. it or you know like I just really <laughs> was hoping and praying, and when it came on, I was like, damn, yeah, like y'all are gonna wear this out, like so. In yeah, a future, and, in a future I'm, podcast, I'm we'll very talk curious. about the moment in detail. All right. um, I'm, I'm going to try to see it this and, week. So unless you want us to tell you, or, oh, well, you let, let's let's do it off mic. But you know what? I'm I'm going to try. Okay. I'm really going to try to see it this week. So hopefully, okay, I'll well, be able to have context. 
Yeah, we'll have contacts, and we'll we'll go we'll get back to that moment. But it it sounds yeah. like I'll know it when I see it. From what yes. you're oh yes, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually interested to see like if there will be conversations about it, you know, about the mental health aspect of it. Yeah, you know, um, because so many people were so focused on the violence the, or the alleged, ex, you know, over abundance of violence. Uh, you know, obviously the class definitely is, you know, a point um, that should be talked about. But like the whole fact about mental health, like mm-hmm. that was, it's really not discussed as much as I thought it would be. Right. And so, um, and it's really, you know, it's very, it's quite prevalent, you know. So, um, yeah, that that's, yeah, it's my, my thing on that, my two cent. Okay, interesting. Oh wait, wait one more, one more thing. As, it, as I'm thinking about, it. um, so um, I I had watched some videos about um how Joaquin was like preparing for the role, and he definitely kind of like goes back to some like old performers, you know, to kind of like channel in like his his moves that he does, you know, throughout the film, and how uh, some of the stuff just kind of like naturally worked with the music, or that he just kind of like rolled with it, and there was like no other takes. It was like this is the take and we're going to leave it at this. So, um, and, you know, just his whole thing about th- how he lost weight and how he enjoyed that. But then at the same time, he was talking about how he had to really go into isolation to prepare for that mm-hmm. because he had to lose 52 pounds in such a short amount of time. Wow. And so he was saying how he, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was asking, like, so did you, like, go out to dinner with folks and just not eat? And he was like, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't go nowhere. I didn't eat. I didn't watch TV because if something came on TV about a commercial food commercial, then of course, obviously, you know, it's going to gonna be like, oh my God. So um, it was just, you know, interesting. And I'm always curious for people who have to lose weight or gain weight for a role, like what goes through the mind? Like, what do you have to do, or, you know, mentally, what goes through your mind? Because that, that's got to be a lot, you know, to endure. Um, and especially, I think he said he had to do it in like a matter of two to four weeks. You know, that so. cannot be healthy. That <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. So wow. I mean, it's not like he was he was a particularly big person anyway. Yeah, no. but fifty-two pounds in two that's weeks, yo. Like, <laughs> even if you're exercising, like all the like, that's fifty-two pounds in two weeks. Damn. Like fifty-two pounds on any of us is gonna <laughs> be is gonna be quite noticeable. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can't. Im- oh my god, I can't even imagine losing fifty pounds. Right. I lose 30 pounds and people think I'm on crack. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, like just his like channeling in that, you know, and I've been just obsessed with reading about it because it was almost like people wanted the movie to fail. And then like, you know, it just like blasted off at the box office. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. That's it. All right. Well, no, yeah, you guys talking me into it. I'm I'm, going to see it. Well, I, I saw something this week on TV. Um, saw the season premiere of uh, the final season of Mr. Robot. I don't know. Did anyone catch it? Oh, I didn't. No. I did not, but I plan to this weekend. It's my binge, binge Saturday, so it's on the list. Okay. I won't I won't uh, spoil anything. I mean, I, it's no secret to anyone who's listened to the show, long-time listeners, that I'm a, a big Mr. Robot fan. And, right, um, right. I and I loved last season. Like you know, I um, I've enjoyed the show straight through. I think season one was my favorite. I enjoyed season two. I know some people had issues issues with it, but um, season three, I just I don't know. It was really strong to me. And where they left it, I really was like, man, like where are they going to go with this? Um, and that, mm, in a, okay. in, a, in a good way. Um, did 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 either of you catch up to all of season three or no? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, nah, it just it uh, it was it was a great ending. But I was like, wow, you set all the chess pieces up, and it's not there's not a uh, you know predictable path to how you bring it all together. So I'm 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 very right. very interested in how this season is going to unfold. Uh, it starts <laughs> with a very very uh, big and consequential character event, uh, like like right out of the gate. And, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting. It was it was it was a great start, and I'm I'm very curious to see where it it, it reminded me of just how much has happened on the show. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Because like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, wow, all right, I need to go back and rewatch some of season two, and I need to um, refresh myself on some season three stuff because there's mm-hmm. uh, there's there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. But overall, I I definitely enjoyed it, and you know, definitely want to hear people's cool. thoughts when they see it. That yeah. that well, you you talking about that made me think about how. I need to go back to watch the Terminator movies before this new one comes out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just I'm, to kind of like refresh myself because it's, it's been a while. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, 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 I should. Think I need to do that. Yeah. I, I should uh, just upload some of my. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the Terminator films so many times that they're kind of like embedded in my, my, my psyche. But <laughs> uh, for better and for worse, uh, Terminator Genesis. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are, are you excited about it? The new one? I am. Yes, I am. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and I just just seeing uh seeing Linda Hamilton up there. You I know, know like, right. That's I'm like That's the selling okay. point for me. I was like, okay, all right. Exactly. Like, let's do when she busted out of the trailer, I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you look at the marketing for that movie, yeah. It, it definitely gives you the impression that the only two movies they recognize are Terminators 1 and 2. Oh no! Yes. They, yeah, that's official. They actually that, yeah. that shit yeah. makes me laugh. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, it, it's it's hard because I mean, you know, James Cameron can can, can talk all the stuff he wants, but he he gave the Terminator Genesis his his thumbs up. He he said that he actually, you know, thought that that was legit and and he recognized right. that. So I mean, oh my god. But not only that, but the, you know, James Cameron talks a lot of shit, but he likes continuity in his movies. So he could talk all that shit about Marvel all he wants. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. Exactly. He likes continuity in his movies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit that I'm you know, a little slightly annoyed with him about his uh elitist uh comments about. But I mean, you know, it's like all all of the the great auteurs of uh, you know, the 80s and 70s are just mad that yeah. Endgame crushed everything. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just mad about it. Mad just that stay- Endgame came through and crushed the buildings. Yeah. Yep. Stay, stay mad. Yep. Uh, so, um, what are, what are we watching? What, uh, any TV shows? What's Let's see. Uh, so I started back. Black Lightning started back this this past Monday. So uh, I've been. I'm on that. Um, tomorrow I'm catching. Watching Raising Dion, oh, it dropped yeah, on yeah. Netflix. So I, that came out last week. Yeah. I'm gonna jump on so that I'm, this yeah. weekend. Yep. All right. Yep. Jumping on that, and then once Watchmen starts on um, HBO, I'm, I'm I'm diving into that too. So, yeah. Nice. nice. So I started Seis Manos. Um, that is a animated. Kung Fu flick, Kung Fu series slash, uh, I, I kind of want to say zombies, um, but it's it's basically uh, featuring uh, Mexican characters. Um, the animation is good. The story is good. I definitely recommend it. Um, I'm going to hopefully finish uh, the first season uh, sometime this this weekend. Um, I can confirm that Leo has started watching Succession. Um, so we kind of talked about it, uh, offline, but, um, that's another show that I think people should be watching. Um, what else? Um, oh, I saw Batwoman. I don't know if anybody saw Batwoman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I I was thinking about watching that. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how was it? It's okay. I I say it's okay. It, 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 again, this is a WB show, so you have to be very critical. Mm -hmm. You can't be too critical. Right. You know what I mean? About it. Um, I thought it was, thought it was well done. Is it uh? It's obviously in Arrowverse continuity, or is it in? It's an Arrowverse continuity because I believe. Okay. I believe she exists. Oh my God, where does she exist? She exists. I don't know which Earth she exists in, but I know that she does exist. I want to say she exists in the Arrowverse, like in that main world, Earth One, quote unquote. I believe she's in Earth One, Um, but I've been so disgusted with the Flash. (laughs) <laughs> that I will tell you that I haven't even watched the last episode of last season, which I need to. Um, but I believe she's in this this universe. But I think it's 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 well done. Um, it, I believe the the first episode is probably I don't know. It could be months before her contact her running with the Flash. Oh, had, I didn't even know they had a run in. Yeah, it? they had a run in. They, they, right. They, we first saw Batwoman in in the the Flash oh, okay. and stuff like that. So okay. Um, yeah. So that that's 
because her her costume her her costume as Batwoman is not the one you see on the advertisement because the one you see in the advertisement I believe is her final version of her costume. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That costume was um, in the in the episode of the Flash that she was in. Okay. Okay. So, um, but I know I, I think it was well done, and I think I will always say this: the WB shows are always good that first season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I probably believe Arrow first season will probably Arrow, be Arrow good. peaked at season two. Yeah, then... Arrow peaked at season two. I think Flash peaked at about season three. Okay. Uh, um, but I am still interested in watching this Crisis on Infinite Earths only because of of all the stuff they're doing. Yeah, they uh, they, they got me. I'm, I'm I'm definitely I'm far behind, but I'm definitely. Well, of course they got you because yeah. Black Lightning's in it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they got me too. I was like, damn, because they had mentioned that that Black Lightning was not a part of it, but I right. I called bullshit on that a long time ago. Yeah. Um. What else did I see? Um, I saw Batman Hush on the DC network. That was actually not bad, but I know there are a lot of Batman purists that hate that shit. Um, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I would encourage just watching it. (laughs) I mean, are they they just, is it more just like that's not exactly how it happened there? A little bit. There's some creative liberties that they take with Catwoman and and her relationship with Batman. That oh. I believe people are are upset with, but um, and there are a couple of things that they that happened in the comic book that didn't happen in the cartoon, which, I mean, it is what it is. So um, I didn't think it was that bad. I def- definitely better than Killing Joke. I believe. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh okay. Do you, let, let me tell you about Killing Joke. <laughs> now, first of all, oh, man, listen for any parents who are comic book fans out there, you know. You know, you go out to like a midnight showing during the week, and you get babysitting. That's that's effort, you know. And and it, right. it, it really didn't live up to it, man. And in hindsight, maybe I should have read the writing on the walls. But like, you know, because they definitely had to fill the movie out, you know, just to and what they chose to fill it out with was it it, it just didn't work. So, what are you watching, Marcus? Um. Well, like I said, Mr. Robot, I am. You know, you uh, you both. <laughs> Mentioned a bunch of shows I'm gonna watch because uh, also longtime listeners will also know that I do not stay with an HBO subscription. I kind of just uh, pile up <laughs> p- pile up the shows I want to watch and then uh, subscribe to HBO now. So I'm I'm, I'm about to subscribe now because I want to watch a lot of the HBO shows that you guys have been talking about. So um, or you you got a Fire Stick? You know you can get you you know oh, hook okay. your Fire Stick up and then you don't have to. Do the subscription. Okay. See, see, I, I need you to help me stay up on the technologies, Grace. Yeah, right. yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I can, I can clue you in on what, what you need to get. It's, it's real easy. Okay. You we know. don't, we don't endorse anything, but we'll talk about this off mic. Right, right, offline, yeah. offline. Yep. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, but I, have I seen anything else? I don't think. Oh, um, one thing that I didn't see recently, but I don't think I've gotten to speak about it on the show since I did see it was Fast Color. Um, did did either of you guys see that? I did not. No. Mm-mm. Oh, I definitely rec- uh, recommend it. Um, it's you, you guys know what it is, though, right? No. no. It's the... Um, so, it's the, the lead character is Gugu Mbatha-Ra and um, it's a multi-generational story about these super-powered black women. And um, I know you've heard of it because I feel like we talked about it before it came out. Um, and it's uh, called Fast Color. Yeah, Fast Color. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if it's included. I might have. I might have bought it because I really wanted to see it. But it, it's it's a it's just a good. It's a really good story. It's again one of the many good films that totally flies in the face of everybody who's foolishly said that films, you know, with black leads, blah blah blah, or films with black women leads, blah blah blah. It's it's a mm-hmm. It's just a it's a great film, and the the acting is 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 really well done. Um, the the daughter character is great. The um, the mother, I think the mother is played by um, uh, her name's escaping me. Uh, Lorraine Lorraine Toussaint, and uh, yeah, it's just a great film. I just re- recommend it for everybody. Fast uh, Fast Color. Okay. Check it out. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. And I believe. Um, it, it must have done well or something, or, or somebody's got a good agent, because I believe that it's going to be picked up for a series. Um, 
while you guys mm. while you guys talk, I'll Google it just to make sure I'm saying the right thing. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I heard that it's getting picked up for something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you oh, know, it's I, funny. I did hear about this as I'm looking it up now. I did okay. hear about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many shows out, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to sort of pick it up. But I think with raising Dion and trying to get, uh, trying to finish Seis Manos, I think um, my plate is a little bit full. Although I, I do know that the WB shows are, are starting up again, um, so I have to start catching up on those so I can prepare myself. For, for for crisis on infinite earths yeah well I, I definitely would not blame anyone for this flying uh fast color flying under their radar because i don't think it was pushed like it should have been you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, it's not like it i don't know i feel like it deserved more rec- more recognition than it got so and it seems like the little girl was in that movie uh the passage not movie that series the passage oh, oh i never okay. saw the passage and okay. I, I know you right or no yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I did. I, I, I read it. I oh, okay, didn't see okay. it. Yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, all right. And I did look up. It looks like uh, there is going to be a series adaptation, and Viola Davis is um, producing it. So. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so what are we reading? I, I can go yeah, first. Yeah, you go, Tony. You go. <laughs> go ahead. Powers of X, House of X just finished i'm not going to spoil it for people but um both issues number six came out this week um and i will tell you that this is a new age for the x-men um i think after reading this i'm like shit i'm gonna have to start collecting again uh, <laughs> only because of the the way that hickman sort of creates this world uh this new world for the mutants is we'll just put it that way this new world for the mutants is is quite incredible um and there, I think there are tons of surprises to be had, and and it makes me now want to. It makes me have. It makes me want to see what's going to happen mm. to to this version of the X Men, you know, um, and this world that has sort of been uh, newly established for them. And and I'm always always really curious about how the rest of the heroes fall in this, you know, because a lot of times you get these extinction level events right. or you know unbelievable creative stuff and they fall within their own little worlds but i'm very interested to see how this is going to affect the avengers the fantastic four wakanda how is that all going to affect it's very interesting and there there are little nuggets here and there about um the world around okay because you know what tony it's Mm. funny because i'm nowhere near i'm not finished i mean i've been as we mentioned last week i'm I'm loving the series so far but i'm only about halfway through and that's oh. that's been a big question yeah. for me is like yeah. how yeah. like with all of these things that are up in the air even at the point that I'm at and I'm sure I don't know the half but like yeah that's been my big question is how is this going to affect everybody else Right well I think the the both issue 6s is, cuz again you have to read mm-hmm. both to really get a full understanding of this um kind of really wrap up the world around them you know exactly how they are going to now engage the world uh, before it engages them. Interesting. So it's exciting. I, I would definitely recommend it. Definitely. So um, what might be better if for those who are listening to this and not really sure, they don't want to like pay each individual like issue, maybe just wait for the, uh, yeah. for the trade, trade to come out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you can do that. Um, but that's that's pretty much what I've been reading. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, what about you, Grace? I, 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 I'm, I'm lucky to, like, just get work work done. I, <laughs> regular work, I so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear that. I, I've been on the watching tip more than I've been on the reading tip, so, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I have not... I've also just been... Had my head at the, in a drawing desk, um, drawing comic book pages almost... 24 seven when I'm not working. So, um, but what I have been doing when I want to unwind is just, um, I haven't been reading comics as much. I'm pretty behind on my comic pile, but I did reread, um, Dr. Sleep. Cause I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that movie oh. next month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, I'm glad you brought actually, that up. <laughs> I'm actually interested in that movie. Yeah. I am yeah. too. Yeah. I definitely recommend the book. It's like, it, it's funny cause it, it reminded me of, you know, a lot of things that, that I, 
love about Stephen King's writing. Oh, uh, you know, I think there's definitely there's definitely a few things sometimes when he when he writes some black characters. Um, that's not a problem in this book. Um, okay. But uh, okay. you know, it's it's uh yeah, it's 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 uh kind of vintage Stephen King, and it's really interesting because um, it takes the I mean the 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 premise revolves around like the, what even like you know prompted him to write the story is he just mentioned in the author's notes that he had um kind of wondered over the years like what happened to Danny and what happened to some of these other characters after the incidents of The Shining you know and like where would they mm-hmm. lead mm-hmm. and his answers to those questions are like really fascinating and I think that um yeah I like this book just really expands the the world of The Shining and and uh really fascinating ways um you you know in the the movie and the book of the shining uh you know dick halloran clues danny into the fact that there's other people out there that shine you know what i mean it's not just the two of them and this this book definitely gives you like really interesting looks at like the other people out there who shine and what that means and they're definitely not all benevolent you know the the other people out there with these these powers and these abilities um okay. so it's really good and I, i'm i'm very interested to see how they adapt um i think we've talked before about the challenges in adapting stephen king material you know because i, I right. think he gives you a lot of insights into people's thought process and and just just things that you can't always translate in a visual medium of film um but you know, I, I, what I, what I've seen of the preview of this movie is really good. Uh, looks really good to me. Um, also, I like that uh, the uh, the the lead um, uh, little girl character Abra. She's um, in the in the book. She's white, but in the the film, you know, they cast a young a young yeah, black she, girl. So yep. um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her do her thing and um, see where they go with it. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I had mentioned, um, I think it was the last episode, if not maybe in one of our green room chats that in watching the dark tower movie and understanding that some of the, the, the people with powers in that movie, they call them that they call that power, the mm-hmm. shining. Yeah. 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 So I always thought that that was, it was very fascinating. Yeah. yeah huh. Stephen King was um, on the, the shared universe before. He was definitely doing that. Too, definitely. So I want to say before we actually end, um, I was actually surprised a little bit um, during New York Comic Con. Um, so at you know at the end of my panel, uh, which was Latinx anthologies, Jordan Clark showed up oh, cool. to give me uh, a, the hard copy of Elk Mountain, nice. um, which kind of like it just like really shocked me. He was like, you know, you you were a backer, and I just wanted to give you the hard copy, and I was just like, oh shit, it's so amazing that a lot of uh, our Kickstarter uh, people can do mm-hmm. that. Uh, right. It happened to me before, maybe not as dramatic as that. Um, but I do want to give a, a shout out to Jordan for doing that. But I've, I've done that before in which I can go to someone's table and they're like, oh, that's right. You ordered this. Here's your copy. I'm giving it to you right now as opposed to mailing right. it to you. Um, yeah, I've noticed that too with a couple of others that I've done. They've like, All right, if you're going to be there, you know, here's, here's your copy versus, the, like I said, versus mailing it. Yeah. So again, a shout out, shout out to, to, to Jordan Clark. And, you know, when he gave it to me, I was just like, I kind of don't want to have a physical copy because I don't want to ruin it because I'm, I'm like on my way right. home. Uh, cause I definitely didn't go into any of the parties. Cause guess what? It was tiring. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't end up ruining it, but it was just one of those, Oh my God, that's why I ordered a digital copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out to Jordan. I'm looking forward to getting mine too. Yeah, I'm sure you were about to get to this, Tony, but um, like, uh, check us out on Patreon. Shout out to our uh, mm-hmm. our uh, Patreon supporters that we do have so far. We we you know love y'all, respect y'all, and you have our undying undying uh, gratitude. You know, and um, we will. Uh, I'm gonna reach out to you guys with a, a mes- message on Patreon. I'll do it tonight so I don't forget. And um, yeah, um, Tony's been posting like some really dope stuff, um, putting some material up there for our patrons. Um, and so, you know, we're going to keep bringing you new, new material and, uh, we have new stuff coming soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and the golden rule will be, we'll put it on uh Patreon first and then, you know, maybe a week or two later, then it'll come out on our, our normal podcast format. Yes, yeah. 
Oh, oh, and before we do our outro, um, Thelonious is okay. I know that. I feel, I feel like we have we, we, was, yeah we have a lot of episodes where he like introduces himself and then he, he had to go back to you right he had to go back to you yeah yeah and then he disappears sometimes I remember to say he's okay and sometimes I don't I just realized it could be uh, could be kind of jarring if you're listening you'd be like hey what what, what happened to Thelonious <laughs> you, you just had to go handle some stuff he's he's our, in the Ukraine so in in Ukraine Ukraine yeah. I keep uh keep slipping into the the I think it's because of that Seinfeld episode where that that guy is yelling <laughs> about the Ukraine. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah let's uh so Grace uh do you want to tell people um or where they can find you? Yep. So you can find me on the internet at gbreezy20 at lovejones20. So at gbreezy20 on Twitter at lovejones20. Um, on Instagram, and I'm pretty set in Rochester for the rest of the month. So uh, no travel to the end of the month, and uh, I'll be on a busy roll for November. But until then, I'm I'm, I'm pretty solid right here in, in Western New York. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Tony, where can where can people find you, and what are you what are you up to? Oh well, people can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, Latin Negro. Um, and you can also check out my website, anthonyotero.com for, uh, you can see my books. Um, you can also check out, um, Puerto Rico strong on Amazon. So you can check all that out. And as far as what I'm up to, you know, I forgot to mention, and this would be of interest to you two in particular, I might be in Syracuse in two weeks. Oh, snap. <laughs> ah, well, so, definitely let me know. Cause I'll make the drive up. <laughs> Um, I have been uh, unofficially or officially invited as a as a uh, keynote speaker for one of the student organizations there uh, that awesome. I used to um, advise. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm up to. Other than that, there's just oh wait, work, Tony, but, didn't again, I see today? Didn't you have a, a piece you wrote? Oh yes, damn, you're you're good. You're good. I wrote an essay. <laughs> Uh, about um, over not overcoming, but um, uh, it was about toxic masculinity, uh, mm. particular experience and sort of breaking the cycles. It's a very deeply personal uh, essay uh, where I talk about uh, my divorce and um, the divorce of my parents and how that's uh, affected me and and being the the person that I've become. So uh, just yeah, check it out. Um, I didn't retweet it on the Black Comics chat, but if y'all y'all want to check me out on on uh, it's on Instagram and on um, Twitter. For some reason, I can't talk right now. See, because it's very yeah. personal. It hits me right. I'm sorry. Right. I feel like I made you dig too deep. I, I, I didn't want. To... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. That's that's your job, man. I would do the same thing to you. All right. I'll be ready when it's time. <laughs> where, where can they find you, Marcus? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus Kwame, all one word. Um, on Instagram at Marcus underscore Kwame and MarcusKwame.com. Um, I've been a little quiet on the social media just because I'm very much trying to keep up my pace on this um, graphic novel job that I cannot speak about. But, um, you know, I, I hope that it will be announced. Graphic novel job. Yeah. He didn't say that Oh, before. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't. That's uh, just to throw y'all off. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that I meant that. I mean, I could have mean, you know. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. You know, it's a, it's a regular yeah, novel. It's, That's it's what. A, it... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a book shaped uh, object. Is is all I'm going to tell you. Book shaped object. Yeah. So anyway, y'all. Um, yeah. So I, I've been a little quiet in the socials, but I am trying to do some quick um, little uh, art pieces when I'm you know winding down. So I'm going to post some of that stuff too. All right. Yep. And make sure you follow um, at Black Comics Chat on Twitter and at Black Comics Chat on uh, Instagram because, you know, uh, to- Tony's been posting that goodness of all his uh, con findings. And... Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Check it out. I think it's a great, it's great times over yeah. there. The show. All right, show. All right, show. Have a good night. All right. Peace. Night. <laughs> Black comics, Black comics, Black comics, Black comics.